This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Today's special guest host, Jeffrey Wright. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday to you, wherever you may be. As the introduction suggests, my name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at jwright929ESPN. Over in the main studio, program director at 929FM ESPN, the executive producer of the Jason and John show. He is Brad Carson. Brad, good day, sir. Happy 4th of July weekend, Jeffrey Wright. Can I call it that? Is that I suppose, we right? Just go like it's, it's, I, I, we've decided, and when I, we, I mean, we're making it a four-day free agency. Here you go, ESPN. Let's rock and roll weekend for four days. It's been a, it's a long six months, right? It has been a very long six months. Long six months. Yet at the same time, I'm thinking, whatever, tomorrow's June 1. And I don't know. I guess that's kind of always. Yeah. Days feel long, but the passing of time does not feel long. I think the days are long, the years are short, is mm-hmm. what they say in the parent world. You'll, you know, it, it, it comes at you fast. Yeah. Jeff is going to join us here in about 25 minutes or so. He is on his way to start his vacation, so he'll join us here. He's driving through my hometown right now, probably. Uh, I think he said he was going through Arkansas. He, oh, he's going, he's through, going through Arkansas, Arkansas. through Missouri to M- Michigan? I guess. Oh, okay, so he's in. He's or he's at that part of it. Yeah, he'll eventually end up in Illinois and go to Michigan. Correct. Not to so he's just his, going north on 55, yeah, I guess. Yeah, he's going I straight suppose. up. It's very boring. He, is, he has said that he believes that he'll be in Arkansas when he joins okay. us here in about 25 <laughs> minutes. Fun. Chris Harrington, kind enough to join us from his vacation. He'll join us at the top of the hour. We'll get his thoughts, or top of the second hour. We'll get his thoughts on free agency. Also, Brad, we had a best movie set in each state list. list the, AV cu- the AV Club came out with it. Okay. Um, best movie set. 
Yeah, do you want to give a guess for what you think Tennessee's was? Uh, I I wouldn't even know where to start. Uh, what's mem- What's Tennessee's? Tennessee's was the 1975 movie Nashville. See, that's what about the firm? I I actually thought that's where it would have gone. Memphis, the firm. Mm-hmm. Every time when folks move to Memphis, uh, like Aaron, who works over mm-hmm. at ninety nine seven The Wolf. There you go. Nice. Um, Aaron, I she, she said I said you need to watch the firm because you know early nineties you get a sense of Mud Island when yes. the little trolley or when the train back thing when the, worked back when the monorail worked. Yeah, yes. when the monorail actually worked, and mm-hmm. you know uh, our. I think our government was more functional. Um, maybe I shouldn't say mm-hmm. that. Um, but yeah, I think the firm is the one I think is the most iconic. And I realize that this not is, even on the runners up. Now that's that's just piss poor um, bias against mm-hmm. Memphis, in my opinion. Well, so what are, yeah, they have Nashville, the 1975 movie Nashville. Which hand up, this could say plenty about me. I I had no idea that was even a movie. I didn't. I've never seen it. Robert Altman's 160 minute runtime is devoted to. Musical performances punctuated by its colossal ensemble mocking, scheming, and gossiping. Yeah, Nashville has hijacked everything. They've even hijacked Elvis in Nashville. It's pretty wild. And I'm not That's even... kind of what they do. Yeah, yeah. Um, the runners-up were Inherit the Wind. Okay. I've never heard of that. Okay. Hustle and Flow, obviously I've heard of that. Well, that one, I, I can get down with that one. Mystery Train. Mm, is that East Tennessee? It's a 1989 comedy crime drama. Got me. I I'd never heard yeah. of it either. Okay. Uh, looking at the cast, three stories are connected by Memphis Hotel and the spirit of Elvis Presley. I maybe need to check it out. Then okay. if it's a Memphis one. So at least okay. the, that one is. And then walk the line. Honestly, they could have put walk, walk the, the line, line on there, and I would have I would have had less argument. Well, and that's also not just Memphis. That's like Mason, and the, you know mm-hmm. you have the the Bo, the Bozos uh, restaurant scene that sure. was filmed out there. Like that, that's more of a Tennessee feel to me. I guess the argument would be that's more of a Johnny Cash and yeah. June Carter. But I, you know, that that's joint. sort of a Southern story. That is when my wife and I were dating, we went and saw that movie, and it, it had all the feels. Man, I love that movie. Uh. Also, uh, let's see. Do you want Missouri's? Yeah, let's hear it. Missouri's got to be a St. Louis, like Meet Me in St. Louis or something, or like an old movie, I would I would presume. That, right? Okay, so your guess is Meet Me in St. Louis, and you would be correct. Okay. How about that? Uh, let's see. The runners-up would have been Parenthood. Okay. The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. Yeah. Okay. And- Roadhouse. Waiting for Guffman. Okay. Winter's Bone. All right. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. I, that that was a good girl. movie. I saw yeah, that movie. A, but, but, like, I don't associate that I did not that like with, that movie as much as everyone else liked that movie. Yeah, it was critically acclaimed. Correct. You know, a little little interesting. Um, Illinois has got to be the vacation set, right, with Chevy Chase. It's got to be something with vacation. Not to, to go north. I know, no, I was trying. I know we're in the south. Uh, you're on... Am I on the right track here? It's got to be some. Right sub- it's going to be one of those suburban movies, right? It, Ferris Bueller's I, Day Off. I was going to say. Yeah. I, I was about to say it's the quintessential suburban movie. This is what screws up my the state where I grew up mm. because the state of Illinois is very different than Chicago. It's a bunch of rednecks, mm-hmm. y'all. I mean, it is totally redneck. It's it's ten hours of rednecks in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. The runners up were Wayne's World, which I view as a Canada movie. Aurora, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Untouchables. 
Okay. Chicago. Yeah. The, the Sting. Halloween. And Medium Cool. See, it's all Chicago movies. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi. Let's hear that. Care to guess? Mississippi burning. I, I mean, I, I don't mean to go for the, straight up to the name. Is you're, it a, not, you're not far off. Is it a nasty film that's about the the, the our skeletons of the South? You, well, you're, you're right. You're on the right path. Is it? Is is it? Became a TV show. Uh, what? It, what's? What is it? The Oprah movie? Um, in the heat of the night. Color purple. Oh, okay. And then, then Mississippi Burning was the runner-up. Yeah. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? And Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Okay. Yeah. And then I guess we have Arkansas, right? Is that- uh, let's, let's do Arkansas. That's part of our listening base. Jonesboro and you got Little Rock. Let me kind of think this through a little bit. I would never have gotten this one. See, there. I don't think of Arkansas in any... Like, even Little Rock is its, its own sure. thing. Fayetteville is its own mm-hmm. thing. You know, so is it something with the Ozarks or something? I don't know. Uh... You wouldn't even think of this as an Arkansas right, movie. Yeah, uh, let's go for it. What do you got? It's True Grit. Yeah. The Jeff Bridges True Grit. I would have. A face in the crowd that. was the runner-up, and Sling Blade. As okay, well. I, I, Billy Bob is kind mm-hmm. of iconic when it comes to Arkansas lure. Yeah. Do I guess Billy, is Billy Bob the most famous person from Arkansas? He's from Arkansas, right? Uh, Clinton, right? I believe so. No, I'm saying Bill Clinton. Oh, Bill. Well, yeah, Bill. Outside of Bill, outside of Bill in uh, in in Hot Springs mm. lure. It, you know, was Monica Lewinsky from Arkansas? No, Monica's from uh, yeah. Monica's from uh, like L.A. Yeah, uh, two cultures collide. Uh, yeah, it's probably Billy Bob's up there though. Clinton's obviously. You're right. Clinton's it's number gotta be one. Bill Clinton. Yeah, it's the Clinton. Okay. Uh, let's see. Do we care about Alabama? Yeah, sure. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird. It's fair. It's an easy one. Fried green tomatoes, Selma, and my mm-hmm. cousin Benny. Uh, Driving Miss Daisy. Where was that set? I thought that was Mississippi, wasn't it? I did, too. I would think that would be one of the number ones in the state of Mississippi. How do they overlook driving Miss Daisy? That's wild. Uh, It's the AV Club. Okay. Uh, Pretty Woman, California? Is that number one? uh, California's... No, California was something like... uh, it's going to be a Gone with the Wind or like some real old movie. You nailed that. I I had no idea this was even a movie. Okay. Vertigo. So it's aside from the scenic drive from San Francisco, courtesy of James Stewart, (laughs) Alfred Hitchcock's dreamy masterpiece drills into the myth of California via Stewart's pursuit of a ghostly woman. Course, it is so actually. Th- I've been going to the movies more, and we got Connor back on staff, mm-hmm. so I've been feeling the movie vibes more. I know Indiana Jones opens this move this Correct. weekend, so I I am more in this space, and it's not just because we're in a slow sports season. I feel myself more mm. dwelling into the movie space. Uh, the runners up: American Graffiti. All right, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Fair. Boogie Nights. Bullet. Bad News Bears. Okay. Sunset Boulevard. See, in Bad News Bears, I don't. I, maybe it's because you don't associate baseball. Well, I get, Correct. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I'm with you. I, okay. I, it's yeah. it's a baseball movie more than a California. Any Northern movie. California vibes? Uh, La La Land. Well, s- uh, Sideways. So that's yeah. wine country. Yep. Uh, that, I love. That was a good flick. Yeah, I like Sideways. Side, see Sideways if you haven't I'm seen. Drinking effing Muller. Yeah, it's great. Uh, the Player. Okay. The Big Lebowski. Yeah. Point Break. I presume the first one. Uh, <laughs> Double Indemnity. Chinatown. Yep. L.A. Confidential. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to think. What would the uh, other states that we would be interested in? Yeah. Texas. Hmm. Everybody loves a good Texas story. You're, you, I don't want to try to tell secrets. Uh, you, you, yeah, I'm heading there next. I don't care. There, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, 
I this is one of those ones that I don't think I would have gotten it right, but mm. when you told me the answer, I would have been like, okay, that makes sense. <sighs> Texas. Is it something with Matthew McConaughey? No. All right. Uh I think uh Jeff Bridges. Oh, Jeff Bridges. And it's gonna be a romance comedy. Uh, Jeff Bridges yeah. and Sybil Shepherd. So there's your Memphis See, that's a little, I mean, it's kind of even pre-me a little bit. Also, Sybil, is, I should know that. What? What is the flick? The Last Picture Show. Okay, and I haven't seen that one. Yeah, that's. See, this is some good watching for y'all. Uh, your Friday Night Lights, Runners Up, that's, Giant. That's very sensible. No Country for Old Men. I yeah. just thought that was Oklahoma. I don't know why. Dazed and Confused. Yep. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hell or High Wall. <laughs> okay. Anything else you're curious from a state-wise? Did any fun comedies like a Ricky Bobby make it in the South in any of these lists or any of these states? Uh, Nevada took Ocean's Eleven, the okay, Ocean's 2001, yeah. the redo. You know, Nevada, well, and there's Leaving Las Vegas, there's the, the, I would think that the Hangover movies would be ve- would be Nevada. How does Hangover not win Nevada? Uh, I think because uh, Ocean's Ocean sequels hold up a lot better. It's a little more iconic. I give you that. Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> Ocean's Eleven is a great watch. Yeah. Um, but also like, the original. The problem. The, original. the problem with the Hangover is we saw Hangover two and three. That is the thing about these movies. Mm-hmm. Like I, one of my favorite baseball pictures, Major League, Major League One. It's funny. Yeah. Interesting. The problem is the other ones. Terrific story. Mm-hmm. But when you get to three, like my son's like. Dad, and he's a teenager now, so this is all relevant, right? Sure. He saw Major League One last year. He's like 14, 15 years old, and he's like, that is the funniest movie ever. Let's go see two. And I'm like, whoa, 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 Jake. Yeah, let's just stop you there. Sometimes you need to stop at a good thing, brother. Bull Durham was uh, North Carolina's Yeah, okay. Great, great movie if you haven't seen Bull Durham, and how have you not? Yeah, that's cool that that won for North Carolina. They also included I Know What You Did Last Summer, so there you go. Okay. The, The more you know. We got some sports movies uh, in there too. Leprechaun is apparently uh, North Dakota's. Okay. Le- the like the horror movie. Let's go to the Boston, Massachusetts area. I'm I'm interested. Where are we at here? I don't know if this is the best Boston movie, but I do think it's the one that most people would recognize. Okay. So eh, it, it's going to be something. Is it the whole? Don't don't, don't tell me. Mm-hmm. Is it the the Social Network? No. Social Social Network didn't win. Okay. No. The right. Potted. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The Fighter, Love Story, The Verdict, Spotlight, Friends of Eddie Coyle, Thomas Crown Affair, Gone Baby Gone, Manchester by the Sea, Patriot's Day, and Mystic River. They didn't even include. Manchester by the Sea, if you haven't seen it, that's a pretty solid movie. Uh, I guess, are they, I wonder if they're including like, the social network should be included in that, but I guess. I would think so. But it's more, it's more of a dynamic U.S. story because they have a lot of California in there. They're going up to Silicon. I mean, they're all over the place with social network. Yeah, but still about it's set in Boston or at Harvard more yeah, than anywhere else. It's it's a it is a har- mm-hmm. to me the social network is a Justin Timberlake and a Harvard story. Yeah. That's what I uh is Pearl Harbor I god for I hate bringing up bad memories when it comes to movies is that Hawaii I would presume from here to eternity. That's a much better movie. Yeah, and a better memory too. Blue Hawaii. Okay. Blue Crush. Lilo and Stitch. Mm. The Descendants and Fifty First Dates. Okay, so they did get an Adam Sandler movie in there. Is a Spotless Mind, New Jersey? Ooh, the Spotless Mind. You know the the, the Eternal Car- Sunshine of the yeah, Spotless Mind. Isn't that the Jim Carrey flick? Is that Jersey. New Jersey? What we got, baby? On the waterfront. Never heard of it. it is a nineteen fifty four 
uh, winner apparently of eight Academy Awards, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, right. the se- 1947 version, was the runner-up with Clerks, Garden State, and Copland. Okay, Garden State and Clerks, pretty solid. But see, I, I need to go back and watch some. I just black and white. It's you, you lose me a little bit outside of Twelve Angry Men. Mm-hmm. It's just hard for me. Uh, that's let's see if there's anything else. Now, are you any, interested in any of these other states? I was trying to see if anything else stood out uh, other than I mentioned Leprechaun. Mm. Uh, Wisconsin included Bridesmaids, which I I will go to the grave. That movie sucks. It does. I hate Bridesmaids. Hey, look, it's girls pooping everywhere. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, I hate that movie. Oh, that oh, movie yeah. sucks. The only good parts of that movie are John Hamm. That's it. Yeah. John Hamm, underrated. Mm-hmm. Love John Hamm. Uh, speaking of the Cardinals. Mm. You want to go there? Let's go there. It's a, it's a front page of you ESPN. Want, you want That's a fire cell? Yeah, let's do it. Arenado and Goldschmidt? I Okay. The fans are going to hate any of this, so I put that caveat right out front. So on the cover of ESPN.com, as we get ready for this free agency and NBA, and then you got baseball, right there is the picture of Paul Goldschmidt. Click on it, and they're like, trades that these teams should do. And the first one is 30 MLB trades they should do. They start with the Cardinals, and they want to trade Paul Goldschmidt. They don't mention Arenado, but I'm with you. If you're going to trade— If you're going to trade Goldschmidt, you might as well trade Arenado. If you're going to clean house, don't do it half-assed. Correct. Because we know the Cardinals aren't going to spend a bunch of money in free agency. They just That's don't. That's why we're here. <laughs> and so, I will say this. I watched that 14 to nothing game last night. And and I you know Wainwright just and and I'm not even picking on him because I I know he's off social media now. By the way, if you haven't heard, Adam Wainwright had to get off social media because he was so like. And and to that I would just say the best fans of baseball. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm not one of those guys who is righteous like that. Like I I get why fans try to do that and put themselves on this high high horse, but it's just like you're just like everybody else. I'm yeah, sorry. No, I just I self-proclaiming yourself something yeah. it doesn't make it true. It never works. It's it's a Cardinal Nation. By the way, there's also a Red Sox Nation, okay? Correct. So like I'm I think I'm with both of them. And I think you need to go big or go home. I think this is this is where it really solidifies. Uh Brandon Kylie. The St. Louis Cardinals yeah. were 11 and 3 from May 7th through May 21st. They were 6 and 2 from June 17th through May tw- or th- the 17th through the 27th. So that 10-day stretch. Okay. So in total, they have gone 17 and 5 in basically a 23 uh 23-day stretch. The rest of the season is 16 and 42. Wow. That's who they are. They're yeah. not a good baseball team. They're not good. So you might as well sell. They're not good. I I do believe the culture is screwed up right now. I think they've got real real leadership issues. Um, I think it's a weird assembly of, of a roster now when you add Contreras and you have Moselock holding on for dear life. And I'm not even being apocalyptic here. Like, if you're a Cardinals fan, it might be time to be done with the Moselock era and, and the, that vis-a-vis the coach as well. Yeah, in fairness to I, – I, yeah, I'm with you on Moselock. Like, in fairness to Ollie, like, I don't know. It's I don't, a tough gig. They went cheap. Like, what do you expect? Yeah, you, like, they went yeah. cheap on a hire, and they they felt like the they felt like the team wins, not the the manager. Which, to a certain degree, I agree with. But when you're bringing in what at the time, like 38 year old, that's mm-hmm. really only been like a hitting coach. Yeah. That that. What I guess my point is like, what did you expect? 
Uh, the thing that draw, that drives me insane is I still don't understand why in the preseason this team was such a heavy favorite. Is it simply because everyone looked at the division like the it's division terrible. stinks? It's terrible. The Brewers Brewers are are good. The Reds are good. Um, yeah, I think and, and and I think it's the opposite of the Grizzlies. Every year we look at the the season or no, excuse me, it's the opposite of the Tigers. We used to put the Tigers in the top 25 before the season regardless, and after a certain amount of time sticking your finger in the light socket, reporters don't do that anymore, right? Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Cardinals are the reverse of that. It, it feels like every year they're like somehow the Cardinals will just turn it on and we were doing turn it on until July hit and now we're like, okay. But I go to something on the Mazela conversation. I think you might be right on the coach. But I watch what Randy Arena is doing in Tampa Bay, and it disgusts me. And they obviously, um, the left-hander for the Cardinals, who they traded. Flaherty. Yes, yeah, so, so, uh, it's him and um, not not uh, Zach Thompson. The, who's the other guy they used to trade that's on the roster right now, the Cardinals' uh, left-handed pitcher? Um, not Jack? No, he was in Memphis. Oh, oh Montgomery. No, uh, the, 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 he's a second-year player. I need to look it up. Cardinals. Um, the, he was in the Rose Arena trade. He's he's starting now for the Cardinals. He's in the rotation. Not Montgomery. How am I missing it, Jeffrey? Not Jordan Montgomery. It's not Jordan Montgomery. It's the it's the young kid. It's the, he's a second year player for them. Um, oh, Libertor. Uh, li- li- yeah. All right. So Libertor. They, that's who they traded for. They used Libertor. They got Libertor and they traded Randy Rose Arena and there was a bunch of other dudes or some some other assets in there. But it, that was essentially the yeah. trade which is what they would be doing in this trade. I don't know if I trust them to do that. There might be the guy from the Philadelphia that's really good, but I don't know if I trust them to, to try to evaluate these guys. Oh, I, I'm with you. Like, at a certain point, like, you're always just going to have a mixed bag, but uh, I don't know. Like, I, I'm i just kind of done with Mosaic. I just, I'm, I'm kind of done. We got right. a little breaking news here from go for it. ESPN's Andrew, I beg your pardon, from the New York Post, Andrew Marchand. As well as Ryan Glassbeagle, ESPN has let go of its top NBA game analyst, Jeff Van Gundy. So today's the day where... It's cleaning house day. It's cleaning house day. But Van Gundy at 61 has been with ESPN for 16, uh, 16 years, calling the finals with Mike Breen as well as Mark Jackson. The Post reported Friday morning that ESPN is letting go of t- around 20 on-air personalities in an effort to save tens of millions of dollars. While Van Gundy's exact salary is not known... He was making millions, according to uh, Marchand and Glassbeagle. Yeah, and... I also saw the uh, name, I think, Susie Colbert today, apparently. I saw that name. That makes uh, sense. Getting kicked around. I think Steve Young might be. I mean, it's literally, it's just like a, it's a, essentially just a cleaning out, uh, it's like a Wall Street thing, where you're just like, you're just trying to make the books look different. Do, okay, so you mentioned three people there. Mm-hmm. And I'll be because I heard you and Jeff have this conversation yesterday. You were talking about uh, the dude who left from uh, Neil Everett. Or, yeah, you had the Neil Everett. Yeah. And this is not trying to be disrespectful to Neil or any of these guys because I think we can all say, anytime you get let go, it blows. <laughs> I've been let go. Oh before. yeah. Uh, having said that, are any of those people transcendent needle movers on on the, in the on the macro level? And I guess the answer might be no. Van Gundy was the first surprise he won to me. Really. Yeah, and the problem with him, in my opinion, is sometimes he comes off as a pissant on the broadcast. Like he, he, yeah, he definitely comes across as crotchety. But I will also say this: if point maker guy, if the answer is more Mark Jackson, I'm not in favor of that. 
I'm not in favor of that either. Like, I, I think Jackson and Van Gundy work when they're together, but it seems like that they're just going to I agree perhaps with that. Yes. Move, yes. Uh, move someone up. But I also like smart analysts, in, in even a two-man. Like, if you, if you put Breen with a smart guy, I, I, it's, it's like the Cardinals last night. I was, I was watching the, uh, the Cardinals broadcast, and uh, the analyst was... Um, last night was Jimmy Ballgame. It was Jimmy. I think Jim's terrible. Yeah, no, I, we both agree. Like, he's the worst. He, he, he is unwatchable. And I think, to me, the analyst needs to not get in the way of the product, you know what I mean, and add to the product a little bit. And, that's, and I think some of these guys maybe fall into that category. I think really what they're just doing is, like, they're looking at salaries, and they're basically like, if you make a bunch of money and you're basically not basically Van Pelt, Buck, well, they're selling Aikman, out, They're also selling out Brink. these guys for guys like McAfee because they'll they'll hire McAfee and they'll put him on a TV show. They're not going to have him on radio, which kind of blows. Like well, I would, I, would, I thought they're going to do the afternoon simulcast. They might do the simulcast, but they're not going to do a morning show with him, which Correct. is the real no, yeah, thing. No, that we, no, that a, pro, the, a program director would go, "Hey, there's no chance Pat's yeah. waking up that early." No, and it's hard. It's hard doing mornings, so that people don't want to do it. They do a TV show. They'll do sports, or they'll do the Saturday game day thing, which yeah. is what I'm presuming McAfee will continue to do. I mean, um, you can tell McAfee is transitioning. Like, eventually, he's going to replace Corsa yes, on game day. That's yes. like the role that they're absolutely, absolutely. So I think they're they're, and this is the the tough look because they have to basically swallow hard and go, well, we're going to fire Susie Colber, we're going to fire um, this guy, this guy, this guy, and then we're going to pay McAfee twenty five million dollars a year. Yeah, I think though you have to remember a lot of the people that are essentially either getting let go or not having their contract renewed, which I presume a lot of it's going to be people that didn't have their contract renewed. Yeah, they're like, your, your contract ends Correct. in July. And yeah. you don't have a new deal, so you can right. you can kind of do the math That's on fair. that. I think the problem with a lot of this is it's the previous regime. Right. Like, in the end, right. I John Skipper does not get enough blame for essentially, like, wrecking what I think was, like, the world's easiest aircraft character, right. carrier. Yeah. Like... No, it's. <laughs> I mean, the, the the bigger deal is like I think to me the bigger issue is they can't build their own stars. So like, why are they going out to get McAfee? Well, they've not been able to create McAfee. Like, the only what homegrown mm-hmm. star right now is Van Pelt. Yesterday, I talked to two guys. I'll call them TV executives, sure. and in pretty medium yeah. in the in the rank peck order. It's just really a hard space. It's very hard to make money. Um, that's why I think these NBA billionaire owners and look what the Grizzlies are doing, look what's going on in Utah, like they're doing their own thing. And I think there's, because it's hard to do on a, on a big wide U S scale and and make money with it and sell to national, um, you know, to sell and just make national clients your base. You know, it's very hard to do. Yeah. I mean, hard to do. It is. But at the same time, like if you're. I think that I think it becomes a question of what are we trying to say? Like selling Sports Center? Yes, because I think selling Sports Center has become very difficult. I can't think of anything easier to sell though right now than live sports. Game day's not hard to sell because you can grab Home Correct. Depot. Exactly. Uh, and you can you the can, grilling stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, like that's a home run, right? It's and, and and even even if the ratings weren't what they are and they're good, you would go you'd go to a client and you'd go, hey, Home Depot. Here's what this look. Here's it's like the, it's know. the easiest cross promotion of all time, but. The other things that and and by the way, that's time. Sure. And there's and that costs money. That's why we're grinders here because it it's hard. It is hard to do this on, especially on television. And then you have the backline, which you have to consider. You got all these people that are looking at you through the glass. 
Yeah, I think also it's hard. They went they went in the direction of okay, we're going to we're going to have live sports and then we're going to have talking about live sports. Right. And it's like, okay, that's fine, but you have to have people that are talking that we want to listen to. And right now they it feels like they have a dearth of people that we don't really want to listen to. That's fair. That's I think fair. that's a big part of it. All right, someone we do want to listen to is Jeff Calkins. He's going to join us next right here on the Jeff Calkins Show as he makes his way to his summer vacation. Stick around. You're listening to 92.9 FM ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Coming up at 11 a.m., it's the Jason and John Show. Weekdays from 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. on 92.9 FM ESPN, Memphis's sports station. We're talking with Justin Wynn, the GM of Red River Ford Toyota in Wynn. Good morning, Justin. Hey, Dennis. It's good to be here. I'm glad to be on Memphis Radio. I tell you, we've got a lot of good things going on. For the last couple years, you've seen dealers battle the shortage of new car inventory. You've seen prices on new cars going up. Well, those days are coming to end. We've been able to build a supply of new car inventory sitting here on the lot. So you're actually able to come by, look at vehicles, drive vehicles, push the button, smell that new car smell. I've got plenty of new Toyotas sitting here in stock. I've got new Fords sitting here in stock. I have access to over 700 quality pre-owned vehicles. So if you don't see something that's going to fit your needs and wants, please let us know. More than likely, we have that at one of our other locations. I'll deliver it straight to your driveway, just like I will with any vehicle purchase. There's no need to cross the river and come over, but you do need to give us a call. 870-238-7770. And, of course, we're always open at RedRiverFordToyota.com. The legend of Zaxby's hand-breaded chicken. The fire of roasted corn. The crunch of tortilla strips. The kick of Southwest Ranch. That's right, y'all. You better saddle up because the Southwest Salad is back for a limited time. And as always, it's not for the faint of flavor. So order the Southwest Salad and the Zaxby's Rewards app while it's still on the horizon. Woo, saucy!
Zaxby's. How do you know I have three sons? You know where my three sons and I all go for our dentist needs? Of course we go see Dr. Medi Sadegi. Of course we do. We have been for years. Visiting the Smile Center makes going to the dentist actually a pleasure. Teeth well taken care of for, and it is a delight to go see him. He and his clinical staff have all been vaccinated. You can go see him for yourself. Just call 309-1333, 309-133, located 1941 South Germantown Road in Germantown near Saddle Creek. Visit SmileCenterMemphis.com. In this market, you'll find Fisher Investments is different than other money managers. Different how? Aren't we all just looking for the hottest stocks? Nope. We use diversified strategies to position our clients' portfolios for their long-term goals. You don't just provide cookie-cutter portfolios? No. We tailor our clients' portfolios to their goals and needs. But you still sell investments that generate high commissions for you, right? No, we don't sell commission-based products. We're a fiduciary, the highest standard of care for a financial advisor. It means we're obligated to act in our clients' best interest. So when do you make more money? Only when your clients make more money? Yep, we have one transparent management fee structured, so we do better when our clients do better. Sounds like you really look out for your clients. We do, because our priority is helping them achieve a comfortable retirement. That might be why most of our clients come from other money managers. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments. Clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. We asked Rodney and Karen if they'd been to the old Southland Casino. It's been about four years ago since we, we went. Then we asked them to give the all-new Southland Casino Hotel a shot. Oh, we're going to have so much fun in here. <laughs> and what do they think of Southland now? Loved it. I love the facility, the bright colors, the clean rooms. <laughs> We've already invited people to come back. The all-new Southland Casino Hotel. Experience it for yourself. Must be 21 plus. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. You could throw your flip-flop at a bug. Ew, a bug. Get it. But the chances of actually hitting it oh, over there are statistically it's still alive. Unlikely. Good thing nature's got your back. Stem bug killers combine powerful active ingredients found in plants like lemongrass and geraniol and scientifically engineer them into effective bug-fighting formulas safe for use as directed around people, pets, and throughout the home. Stem, rooted in nature, optimized by science. If you're hiring, it can feel like you're trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can hope the right person comes along, or you can just use ZipRecruiter. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. In fact, ZipRecruiter has helped a lot of business owners find their needle in a haystack. Like Marco, president of operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. Because Telly Tires has grown a lot in the last few years, Marco needed to hire everyone from a receptionist to a store manager to a head mechanic. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. ZipRecruiter helps me keep my business running. Take it from Marco and millions of other businesses who've used ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter can help you find the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash F-R-E-E. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I've been telling you about Bounty on Broad for years now. Tell you that it's stunning because, honestly, it's stunning. Beautiful restaurant. I tell you about the food. Delicious. I've told you about the fried oysters. Best fried oysters I have ever put in my mouth. I tell you about the brunch. The Sunday brunch is, I think, the best in the city. What I don't talk a lot about 
is the fact that it is unapologetically gluten-free. Listen, a lot of people hear gluten-free and they go, ooh, do I really want that? What gluten-free means is they use cornmeal instead of wheat meal. They use cornmeal instead. And honestly, it's the secret to why those oysters are so fabulous. But if you happen to have someone in your family who is uh, either has celiac disease or just generally likes to avoid gluten, you can go in to Bounty, look at the entire menu, the steak, the lamb, the pork shank, whatever it is, and get it. 410-8131. It is Bounty on Broad, 2519 Broad Avenue. I have diabetes. I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. I have asthma. I'm at risk, too. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a vaccine that can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you the freshest seasonal picks. So no matter how you shop, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh. Or you get a 100% refund, guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Our summer festival continues with USDA Choice Bone-In Ribeye Steak. Just $8.99 a pound in the family pack with your card and digital coupon. Limit 5. Kroger, fresh for everyone. My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once with, like, basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. The next generation 10G network only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Now through July 30th, new customers can get 200 megabit per second internet on the next generation Xfinity 10G network for just $35 a month for two years. Plus, there's no annual contract required and you get Wi-Fi equipment included. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and devices. Actual speeds vary. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Today's special guest host, Jeffrey Wright. Please now to welcome to the program the man that lends his very name to the program. He is on his way on to summer vacation. At Jeff underscore Calkins. Jeff, good day, sir. How are you? We are careening through, uh, careening through Arkansas on the, uh, on the trip up to northern Michigan. Just admit it, you're scared of the heat. 
Am I scared? No. You're running away from the heat. We're sitting here. We're going to tough it out. We're locking arms here as Memphians, and you're just, you know, you're just running away. What's today's going to hit? I think today hits like 103 again. (laughs) I really have gotten to the point where I prefer the heat. Like, I, I like the heat. I, I, I'm right. If it's if it's heat. heat or cold, that's one thing. But the the decision is like heat or seventy eight, and you're gonna go. No, we all I pick mean, there's no question. It's that you know eighty three or seventy eight is. I like exercising in the freaking sweltering heat. Yeah, it does make you feel like you it lose. Makes, it makes you feel like, it's like it you makes lose more weight. Feel like you're like you're doing stuff. Like you're like you're absolutely. I, it, it makes it feel like my God, I must be a badass. Look at me, mm-hmm. I'm in 130 degrees, riding 28 miles on my bike. Uh, so I'm not running to the heat, and I'm running. I'm running towards the. I'm driving towards the smoke. Mm. Um, like that's a spin in, zone. I like that. In Michigan right now, there there is. You know, we have this smoke thing again, right? Like the the the, the wildfires. You really, yes, you can't really see the sun. And I was talking to fishermen today. They have the smoke in Washington. If you think about how much smoke there must be, because the smoke is not piped in a small little tube to Michigan and right. Washington. The smoke covers the entire sky from Michigan to Washington up. Like, how much smoke is that? Like, the entire freaking sky is covered in smoke from, um, you know, from from Canada and, you know, through New England. And, like, it's, it's insane how much smoke there is. And I do wonder. I actually was talking to Fisherman about this because it, it does feel like, doesn't it feel a little bit like, you know, we had the pandemic, we had these wildfires, we had the wildfires in Canada. I mean, doesn't this feel a little like the world's end, or, or are we just plowing along like everything's this? I mean, are these going to be harbingers? Like, you're going to look back and say, yeah, well, we, this all began when we, you know, the, the wildfires in California, and then the smoke, and then the, like, I is this just another, oh, this is just another, it's a bad week, this fluky thing is happening. Or are people starting to appreciate that actually there's some issues in the world? Uh, I think it's incredibly narcissistic to think, like, this is the end of the world. Because to me, like, when you do the math, what, the Earth's it's what? Not the end, it's not the end of the world. Right, the Earth's what, six billion I years old? Are seeing this as a one-off or as a part of of something that is happening that I actually think mostly people just say, oh, smoky out today, I'll wear a mask. And they don't stop and think for a minute about, you know, climate change writ large and whether we need new this or new that or whether new approach to this or whatever else. They just think, oh, today's we got we got some smoke, yeah. I'm going to put on my mask and, uh, and away we, I don't actually think it changes the way that I'm, I think it maybe should, but I don't think it changes the way that Americans think about the future, the environment, any of that. I just think they think, oh, today's smoky, and and so we'll 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 deal with that. Yeah, I think that's probably right. I don't know. I also, I think that Earth doesn't really get enough credit for how resilient it is. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's it would be very resilient. 
if we would all die. Yeah, like, but eventually, it, like... It, it, very clearly, I feel pretty good that when, um, when, when humans are extinct, the Earth's got a good shot to bounce back, right? I think that is going to happen. It, like, once we're extinct, but we, Jeffrey, we, we do have a really wonderful ability to trash things. Like we're yeah. really good. Like we are, we are, and I don't, I don't mean to disparage, you know, frats, but like we're, we're frat boys, you know, like we're mm-hmm. moving into it. We're moving into an Airbnb, like, because like we're, and we're not thinking much about who's going to be, uh, who's the next guest in the Airbnb. Yeah. I would say it's more like, it's like spring break. It's kind of spring break, yeah. and we're down there, and we're trying to cram eighteen mm-hmm. people into the. You or know, you know, you're trying to cram four people into one uh, one cabin on a cruise ship because you're going to go tour the Mexican <laughs> Riviera. That's what I. Yeah. That's how I think we are, and so anyway, well, I mean, you're dealing with the. You're going to be dealing with the heat. I'm going to be dealing with the smoke. Uh, but uh, I, as much as I I have said before that I think July Fourth is not overrated. But I think properly rated. Like, I think Memorial Day is underrated relative to July 4th. July 4th is a big holiday. Like, it's a significant holiday. And when it drops on a Tuesday, I think it's, as we've said, for firework purposes, worse than ever because fireworks will extend all fall, all, you know, all weekend long. But for convenience and vacation and all of that, pretty good. I think, I think Lemphians are, I, think, I, don't, I don't think I'm the only one who is taken off today. No, I think today's uh, today seems to be the big travel day, at least locally. Now, I did learn a phrase today. Go ahead. A phrase that I had never heard before. And the phrase is glizzy gobbler. Wait, wait, what? Are you familiar with are you familiar with glizzy gobbler? Do you know how many if I say Jeffrey, just without looking it up, don't look it up. I know you Google immediately. I'm just gonna ask you. How many glizzies do you think I could gobble? Glizzy, as in G L I Z Z Y. Glizzy. I know. I'm not. I, I got my hands. Uh, I got my hands. I, okay. I put my hands behind my back. And but I'm I trying to ask I, you this question without knowing then even what you're talking about. In a half an hour period, how many glizzies do you think I could gobble? Well, the problem is I don't know what a glizzy is. I've got. I, I got a couple of. I got a couple of guesses. One of which is not appropriate for radio. Um, <laughs> I'm not glizzing, glizzing no, that. Is I'm it glazed donuts? Those glizzies, but enough. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're not. We're not judging here. I'm just saying it's. Well, okay, yeah. if you think it's a donut, if you think a glizzy is a donut, how many? How many? How many? How many glizzies? Well, have you gone on a bike ride? What? Have you gone on a bike ride? Sure, we'll say yeah, whatever. I'm Post hungry, bike ride, I'm how many glizzies could you? How many glizzies could you take down? Could I gobble in a half an hour? If a glizzy is a donut. I, I see no reason why you couldn't take down eight. <laughs> All right. Now, let's suppose that a glizzy is not a donut. Would you? Because I'll tell you right now, glizzy is not a donut. Okay. Uh, How many glizzies do you think I could gobble? Uh, if it's gobbling, it has to be somewhat bigger. Right. What? Like I'm thinking, like if we're talking about, you don't gobble. Like for instance, you don't gobble I don't Smarties. It, I think it's clearly a. Uh, yeah, no, it's not like a, a peanut. Like right. A, in a peanut That's what I'm saying. Shell. That wouldn't. That, that wouldn't make no sense. That that would be right. Glizzy gobbler. So I'm no. going to say five. I'm confident that I could. Go, 
I am 100% confident that I could gobble five glizzies in, in a half an hour. 100% confident. Now, I'm going to give you a small hint. Think July 4th weekend. Think July 4th weekend and glizzy gobbling. Hot what dog? Does, hot dog. Yep. A glizzy, it turns out to me, it turns out, and I, and is a, to be a, is, is a, is a hot dog. And, uh, and so, uh, and I, I've learned this on this. I am, uh, I'm this many years old, the day that I learned that a glizzy is a hot dog. And, um, how many glizzies, and let's say with bun, let's say with bun, right? How many glizzies could you gobble in a half an hour with, with a, with bun? Not, not comfortably, not comfortably. Let's okay. We'll do. Two is things. it is it like am I am I essentially competing in my own hot dog eating I, contest? I want to. I want to. I'm going to do two categories. All One right. is you're hungry, and these things are calorie free, and so you're not worried about weight. It's just comfortably, how many would you like to eat in a half an hour period? Like you know, whatever you show up at a whatever, and that's what there is. And how many would you like to eat? But then the second is you are literally competing for twenty thousand dollars, and in a hot dog eating contest with bun, how many did you get eat? All right, so I've told you this. My preferred, like I have two ideal versions of the hot dog. One is at a baseball game live. Like I think a baseball right. game hot dog tastes perfectly. The other, like at a at a cookout, I like it as like an add on. You know what I mean? I know, like but we're not doing that. We're not having it as a side dish. It is a perfect side dish. So anything me, more the than the answer is if I was eating it as the main dish. Yeah, anything more than three, I, I think I'd start to no, I'd start to be uncomfortable. No, I, you're exactly right. Three is you would absolutely eat two. I think if I knew that you know calories weren't a thing and cat dogs were like I would eat three. I wouldn't. I, after three, I'd start to feel. Like I'm yeah, that that's awful. when you because hot hot that's dogs don't line. sit very well. I think two and a half is actually the over under for hot dogs. Yeah, I and, think that's probably a fair number. Um, but if I if I had to eat them, I was competing for half a million dollars. Can I eat seven, eight, nine with a bun? The problem is if you've ever like I've done it once. After about five. It re- like you start to hurt, <laughs> like you really, really start to hurt. Like you have to basically, if you're gonna post a number, you basically in that first like minute and a half, you have to crush. Like you basically got to go Is like the best Joey. Way to do it. Oh, oh, you know who did this once? Remember how Jason? What were they eating? Jason and John. Jason had a wing eating contest. Uh, was it wings? I thought it was wings, but th- when you first said that, uh, my, my first thought was wings. It was such a pathetic effort. <laughs> like it was, it was really embarrassingly pathetic. And is the key if you were a glizzy goblin would be the key to throw down four before you even noticed or before you buy. Yeah, you have to. And, and honestly, like on it, like just jam them. Like you know, you got to go. You got to go full like Joey Chestnut style, like. Take the Early. take the dog out from the bun, crush the dog, and then just dunk the bun in water just to get it down as quickly as possible. This is awful. This is awful. Happy July Fourth to everybody as I turn off into the smoke. I want all the smoke. Uh, and in the meantime, Chris Hankins is going to join us in the next segment, and you can talk more. Let's be honest, Chris is the person more glizzy goblin. When it comes to glizzy goblin, 
Uh, no, Chris is the person you want to hear from when it comes to uh, whether it be any Grizzly Goblin uh, mm, nice. today. That's why you're the best, Jeff. Um, I don't necessarily expect a lot of Grizzly Goblin. The news that dropped um, after our show yesterday was, of course, the news that, uh, that the great James Harden is on the move. The great. <laughs> Isn't it nice? Have the Grizzlies ever had a player as unlikable? Uh, Chandler Parsons, highly unlikable, right? Yeah. I mean, Dylan to the rest of the world was pretty unlikable. Dylan to the rest of the world was, yeah, no, Dylan. But only in that. Dylan's been pretty unlikable for the last two years for the the rest of the the world. Dylan's been pretty unlikable to the rest of the world. And and to some of this world, (laughs) honestly. Chandler was highly unlikable. Um, but, like, Tony wasn't unlikable to the rest of the world, even as he was, you know, an in-your-face No, the, the, the grit and grind guys never really, they never really, like, got the reputation of unlikable. Like, there was always kind of a, a growing. I mean, James Harden is a guy who, if your team acquires him, it makes you want to take a shower. Like, it. it I, I guess, I guess, like whatever. Maybe, maybe he'll. If I'm, if I'm a Clippers fan, you're already dealing with some some, some difficult circumstances out there. If you're a Clippers fan, you have you know your part-time players that you have out there. So yeah. it's not easy as it is. But then you add. Yeah, like, I mean the the know, irony is they might get an upgrade in games played. It's possible. Yeah. But like if you're a Knicks fan, it's a pretty, it's a pretty lovable team at all things you know Jalen Brunson great story you know plucky team like people had fun you heard when Dan Devine was talking about this people had fun rooting for that Knicks team this year even though there was a limited the ceiling was only so high adding James Harden is one of these like I don't know of the NFL equivalent who would be who you would add who's like I mean besides you know Sean Watson who has his own is it uh, is it Odell yeah, yeah, Odell, I, I think so. Even Odell, though, I don't think as – I mean, has Odell forced himself out of as many places oh, yeah. and been – Well, guess, I mean, he's forced himself Odell. out of every place. I, I guess the other nice thing about – I mean, Odell NFL, had his dad make a highlight tape of missed throws to him to put on the internet. Right. I, I mean – I guess the other nice thing about the NFL is unless it's the quarterback, every player is kind of a bit player. Yeah. No, right? Yeah. And so you're like, whereas James Harden, if he's on your team, he is going to be the focal point of your team, like, or one of the focal points of your team. So it's not just like Odell who will, yeah, we'll have Odell. He'll help us for six games at the end of the season. We'll win a Super Bowl, And, uh, and then, you know, but he's, you know, we we got we got eighty other guys on yeah. this team, and he's catching five passes. I think that makes it slightly more tolerable. I just would want nothing to do with James Harden. James Harden, by the way, I mean, obviously, he's got great numbers over the course of his career. Uh, he even has some good playoff games. Like it, I know playoff James Harden is a thing. He has had some, not- including this year, notable playoff games. But in games six and seven, so the Sixers are up on the. Celtics, they just need one more win in those two games, scored a combined 22 points, shot 
one of the 11 from three. Um, and in game seven, nine points and five turnovers. Like, he's just – I would want nothing to do with him. I suppose if you're the Clippers who need a point guard who already have compromised everything, right? Right. Like, like Yeah. I suppose if you're the Clippers, I could see it. But I don't really – and the problem with the Clippers is what do they have a value to give – I mean, I saw it today, Jeff. They were like, it was like a 2028 first and a 2030 first. Yeah, it's no, like they, they can for the first time in a long time they have first they can trade, and those are the two pick first they can trade 2028 and 20 uh, 2028 and 2030, and they can make the contracts like Norm Powell and Marcus Morris and whatever else, and then you throw in two first. The problem is, is the Sixers with Joel Embiid, 30 years old, basically they don't want picks. So what you could do is try to turn those picks into something they could actually, the Sixers could actually use, make it a three-team deal, and then you can proceed. And um, you know, and yeah, and, but does anyone want to help out the Clippers? No one wants to help out the Clippers, but if it's value for you know, if you're getting first and you're giving up. You know, whatever you're, you're one of the wizards, and you've got 17 point guards, and you could ship one of those point guards um, to Philadelphia or something. You know, then then I suppose that might kind of work. Um, you know, the, the problem with the Heat is the, the Heat feel like they're just waiting for Dame. Yeah, right. And like, I would, and so, honestly, I'd much rather wait for Dame than wait for Harden. A hundred percent. I mean, now I will. I will also say this. I, I think mean, Dame, Dame some of the Dame hype is. Some of the Dame hype is completely ignoring the fact that there is a defensive end of the floor. I get that, and I can also get, like, the whole thing's gotten a little bit overblown, his love of Portland and whatever else. Yeah. But all the whole thing is a little bit... I- I'm just there. talking specifically as players. But, but in terms of not asking out of a place, like, he's the anti-James Harden, right? Like, yeah, James sure. Is just, James has just been a, stuck with it. And, um, and so from that perspective... Um, yeah, so I, I, but that's a big question, obviously, what the Heat will do. In the meantime, um, Harrison Barnes, who I literally never took seriously as a possible Grizzly, um, uh, is not a going to be a Grizzly. Yeah. Uh, three years, 54 million, uh, to stay in Sacramento. And then, um, beyond that, I don't know what intrigues you today. Uh, it's going to be crazy. Like, it's going to be crazy. So, I, I'm a little less sold it's going to be crazy. I think I think there's a lot of teams out there that are kind of, I don't know if gun-shy is the right word, but it's almost like they're being a little more cautious because I don't think they, they don't, I don't think they've gotten a good grasp of what the CBA is going to, like, effectively do. So, I think it's a, I think it's possible that maybe there's a little hesitation with that said, I think what the Harrison Barnes thing showed me, la- you know, last night was, it's going to be really hard for the Grizzlies to add something. I guess to say, I'd say it this way: to add a name you recognize. Well, that's. I mean, honestly, it's it's ever since the Marcus Smart trade out there in Twitterland, yeah. people have been putting together deals for notable pieces. Right. Yes. Even though Zach Kleiman said, "If we do something, it will be nothing grand." Correct. 
Um, and even though, uh, if you listen to Chris Harrington, and again, he's coming up in the next segment, he's been pretty clear, doesn't seem Let's take Harrison Barnes. A, he got more than mid-level, more than the mid-level. And yeah. B, if you listen to Chris, he doesn't believe that the Grizzlies are going to use the mid-level to sign anyone to a multiple-year deal, not because of the financial circumstances this coming year, but because of the financial circumstances in a year. Yes. And so you could front-load someone and give – them the full MLE for a year, like that would be that that would be possible. Um, but like Harrison Barnes was never, a, he got more than that. He was never going to take that. Like you, he didn't want to do something for a year. Um, hell, even Dylan Brooks, um, who is you know, who is reclaiming his reputation, it feels like he's getting two years in Houston, at least according to uh, at least according to rumors. I'll be by the way, I will be interested in. I've made it clear. I'm a Dylan Brooks fan, and I will be rooting for Dylan Brooks. We haven't heard from Dylan Brooks since um, since all of this ended, right? Since yeah, the, the last time the, we heard from him, right, was was breakout is day. Is he going to lash out at the Grizzlies when he ultimately talks? My guess is no, but you have to leave out the – you have to, you know, just like, Jeff, you have to leave room for the Holy Spirit – you got to leave room for Dylan being Dylan. Well, that's the thing. Like, Dylan typically, I mean, just like the day that he was, you know, booed in Memphis, he's like, I don't care, you know, like, I, I don't care if I end up somewhere. Like, he, I think he gets injured, uh, you know, er, easily. He, he's human. And I think, although what I would suspect is his goal going into his next contract would be to tone down Dylan being Dylan, both on the court, but particularly some of the outrageous things he says. And I would then think as part of that, the right strategy, just turning over a new leaf, would be to say, hey, uh, listen, I had a great time in Memphis. That was really important. I really love those guys. Um, You know, I'm grateful to the organization. It ended the way it ended. uh, And I'm sorry about that. But, you know, nothing but love. Like, I think that would be the you know, the, the sort of I, I'm, I'm turning over yeah. these still and things. In the end, I just don't think he has it in him to resist. You know? I don't think he has it in him to resist. I think he will. I mean, how look, he's, look, he's the one of them he said who took shots at Andre Iguodala, right? Sure. He just doesn't no, I mean, you got to take the him. good with the bad. Like, he's willing to, yeah, he's willing to go after Andre Iguodala, but by that same token, that means he's willing to go after LeBron James. Yeah, I just don't think he has it in him to resist. Uh, all right, Chris Harrington coming up next on the show, and then I will rejoin the fray uh, as, uh, as I head towards uh, all of the smoke. Remind you that if you're thinking about getting engaged this summer, uh, it is, of course, the summer. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.